Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Tell Us More, a podcast from Lake Forest Church, all about the messages and sometimes other things, too, that we hear each and every week. <laughs> I'm Rose Nathan Story, and joining me this week is Pastor Aaron Gibson. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Nathan. Happy uh, Holy Week to you. Happy Holy Week. We're going to do something a little bit different. We are in the throes of preparing for our Easter weekend um, and our big Easter egg hunt, and there's a lot going on this weekend. So instead of... Um, Instead of going back and looking at uh, Aaron's sermon uh, about Moses this past week, as good as it was, we're going to do something a little bit different and just take a moment, maybe for even the, just the benefit of ourselves, and <laughs> and reflect yeah, on, yeah, on Passion Week, on, on what we call Holy Week here uh, in the church, and, and just talk about what that is and what that means and why we use that language at Lake Forest. So we're we ready for that? I'm super excited about it. Yes. Okay, so let me start by by telling a story here. I grew up in an EPC church uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I'm from, and Lake Forest very much felt like coming home for me because it was a I'd served some other churches, some other congregations between that my time at that church in Wilmington and now being on staff at Lake Forest, and they were different denominations. So I was really excited to come back to that. So. Um, after kind of growing up in that church, I took a worship leader position at a, a smaller EPC church north of town. It was called North Grove at the time. And to be honest, maybe I just didn't pay attention as a, as a student or even as a kid at an EPC church. Um, but I remember serving this, this smaller, this smaller church, this, this North Grove. And that was the first time I remember really kind of being in charge of like a Monday, Thursday, and a, a Good Friday rhythm for, for worship. And that uh, was really cool for me to learn all that stuff. And it was really interesting. I actually did a, a Seder meal on, on the Thursday that first year at that post and uh, at someone's home for the first Thursday. And then we did a Good Friday service at the church. And then, of course, the celebratory uh, Easter Sunday service, which was awesome. So, Aaron, what, what was kind of your first experience with Holy Week. Can you remember? Do you remember kind of learning? Uh, was that something that was uh, kind of part of your your young faith ministry? I know you came to faith a little bit later than perhaps yeah. I did, but what was that like for you learning about Holy Week? You know, I, I knew nothing about Holy Week. I, I grew up in your typical, didn't grow up, excuse me, my early faith years in high school were spent yeah. in your typical kind of evangelical church that really emphasized the resurrection on Sundays. Yeah. And um, I was in, uh, I remember I was in my, uh, gosh, early thirties. And uh, I had, I'd helped launch and start this young adult ministry in Los Angeles, uh, young adults, 18 to 30 year olds. And um, I was learning so much at the time about kind of richer spiritual traditions. And um we put together for the first time, we put together a good Friday service. I did it with a couple other young adults and uh, we, we knew churches did good Friday services, but we had never done one. Yeah. And so we were, it was the joy of it was we were building it from scratch. And um, actually the good Friday service we've done a number of times at Lake forest is a variation of that very first good Friday service. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. And and actually, uh, you you and the and the creative team this year put together. I guess we'll say a little bit more about that maybe later. But you guys sure. have put together a Good Friday experience 
based on that original one. Uh, I don't even know. Maybe this is the fifth or sixth iteration now. I mean, y'all are. Uh, <laughs> I think so. It's, it's evolved think. over time, hasn't it? So it really has. Yeah. But I, I just remember the, you know, it was like, like a lot of Protestants. I grew up real uh, in my faith life, really focused on Easter Sunday, never really understanding exactly how the cross fit into that in a, in a real timeline kind of way. I mean, I always knew three days later, but I, I had to kind of count back and like, well, okay, well, what else was happening that week? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's for, you know, for me, I'll speak for myself and, you know, hopefully this gets into a little bit of why we use the language and why we have different offerings throughout the week. Um, It's definitely enriched my uh, understanding of, the, the events leading up to the resurrection it's definitely kind of allowed me to reflect more as I as I we journey with with Christ through that that week and and really have it kind of year after year have this this impact on me uh, that it might not have had if we just kind of sat in not just the resurrection but even if we just sat on Friday you know that's right that's right we wouldn't really do that it'd be a little strange right but um yeah, it's it's it. There's a slowing down that the different days of Holy Week has kind of allowed me to experience a slowing down in the journey itself in the whole story. We're in the series right now called the Whole Story. Go listen to sermons on. Hey, look at that plug plug. <laughs> and the whole story of Holy Week. Yeah, and so it's is that the case for you, Aaron? Does it does it kind of broaden your eyes to see really what Christ went through in that way? Yeah, it, it, you know what's fun for me is it, the the gospel writers make a big stink about the whole week. I say big stink. That sounds negative. I mean, they they really make a big deal out of yes. the whole week. It's a week long story, and of course, Passover was a week long celebration as well. Yeah, but right, yeah. and so that in a way, they're just they're they're hyperlinking back to that, and and so in in. In the Gospels, we see Jesus enter Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Yep. And then each day throughout that week, you can track with him through the Gospels. Each day, there are significant things that happen. Uh, Monday, he goes into the temple and he he turns over the tables and says, this is my father's house is to be a house of prayer. And then Tuesday, he's he goes up. Uh, he's they call it Mountain Tuesday. He's up on the mountain and he's teaching and he's healing. And then Wednesday, he's silent. He's in the home of his friends in Bethany, just outside of the city proper. And yeah. and then Thursday, he's in the upper room and he's having this meal with his friends. And then of course he gets arrested. And then Friday, he's crucified. And then so each day has kind of this building building uh trajectory to it as we're as we're marching towards the cross and then really towards towards easter sunday yeah so we're doing the opposite it's wednesday right now we're doing the opposite of being silent we're recording a yeah a audio podcast <laughs> so uh, that's right that's right we're not perfect in following christ's journey i guess but <laughs> i love that yeah well for for what it's worth you know uh, i didn't really answer your question properly it really allows me to see Easter as a week long experience that I'm preparing for. And, and in the more recent years of my faith where I've done that well, uh, it, it makes Easter all the more meaningful and more worshipful and more impacting for me. Mm. Yeah. So, me too. too. So one of the things I did this year that, and it's, I do different things every year, you know, uh, this year I did a, uh, 
I, I did some different fasting things for Lent that were really rich for me. Um, and then this week on, uh, on Temple Monday, I w- actually drove over to our church. And uh, some of our folks will know if they were part of the walkthrough. Um, during our walkthrough in our new church building, um, we invited everyone to write prayers on the back wall, the wall that's yeah. directly behind the stage. And so I went over to our temple for Temple Monday and went in there and I said, Jesus, you said that your father's house is to be a house of prayer. And so I just prayed through all of the prayers that had been written on that back wall. And Nathan, it was powerful. (laughs) It was, it was so, it was so moving for me. I, uh, I just felt, I, I, I mean, I felt the sweet presence of the Lord. Uh, with me in that space. And I felt his, his compassion and care for our people. I mean, it was one of the most profound worship experiences I've had all year. It was, it was really, really neat. It's amazing. We often talk, Aaron, you and I about um, an older tradition in Presbyterianism, which we always, uh, if you don't know, if you're listening and we haven't mentioned this much on the show, but we are a a Presbyterian church an evangelical Presbyterian church. We always say we, we have a lowercase p. That's uh, right. We don't That's right. Necessarily take ourselves too seriously in that way, but we take God very seriously. And one of the things that was very much a part of the Presbyterian Church I grew up in that I mentioned earlier in the show is this thing called prayers of the people. Yeah. Where we would, uh, the the elder who was doing the prayer time or the welcome, whatever it was, would get up and literally pray prayers that had been sent in every week of yeah. different congregation members. And I love this idea of prayers of the people in that you know in the same way you're, you're talking about Aaron, that those prayers though are, are written on the walls of our church, which is just so cool. Isn't and that awesome? Oftentimes it would just be, you know, uh, you know, Edna has hip surgery this week and stuff like this. So I think, uh, in this particular yes, case, yes. they're a little bit broader than that, but even in that way, I love just the, how we, we kind of clothe ourselves with our prayers, which is so cool. So I love that. I, it's awesome to hear that was such a good experience. Well, my favorite part was, you know, seeing some of the prayers that the the children wrote on there, yes. right? Like or the drawings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was one prayer you could tell it was a brother and a sister, and the sister was the only one who could write, and she she wrote the prayer and then signed her name, and then the brother decided to draw some cows. He drew cows, <laughs> and then the and then the sister. <laughs> The sister drew an arrow to the cows and wrote the word cows and then signed her brother's name. It was, it was just great. It was just great. So, was that, was that the sacrifice so Lord, he was bringing into the, the it, temple? It must maybe have it been. <laughs> or, or, or maybe he was praying for cows. You never know. Yeah, but you know, I so. just love the, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, it was cute to see the kids prayers. Uh, but it, I, there were so many prayers of people who were saying, uh, praying for uh, family members or neighbors or, or yeah. friends or, or even spouses. And a lot of people praying for their one more person, you know, which is our language for that, awesome. that person who, who either is far from God or feels far from God. Yeah. Uh, and that we want to be praying God would really meet with them and really draw that person to his heart. So uh, yeah, it was, pre- it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, another one of my favorite things about Holy Week is that in much the way we go through different seasons in life, there is a kind of a a day or a season, if you use that language again, um, in that week of Christ's life that can kind of be a, a placeholder for the different seasons in our life. So I, I love that Friday can serve someone who's going through a very a dark time. Yeah, um, yeah. I love that. Um, 
you know, Wednesday can serve uh, someone who's going through a very contemplative time, a very thoughtful, prayerful time of intercession. And then I love that Sunday, of course, is always the celebration time. So that's one of my favorite things about our Good Friday service. And Aaron mentioned this a little bit earlier in our recording that, uh, you know, we, we do a Good Friday service and we've we've tweaked it and molded it and shaped it into something that, well, it really becomes the highlight of our year most years. It's it's a really beautiful service. And yeah. we keep things fairly light at Lake Forest. We tackle some some very difficult issues at times. For the most part, we, we try to um, make our services approachable and, and celebratory, lighthearted and beautiful um, in a way that's inspiring and, and approachable. But we really have given ourselves permission and in turn given our folks permission, our churchgoers permission, to really sit in the, the somber uh, nature of, of what Good Friday represents, which is the day Christ died, right? The day he passed away. And um, so I love that about Holy Week. I love that kind of each day can represent or can kind of talk to somebody different depending on where they are in, in a season yeah. of life. And um, this year in particular, our, our Good Friday service, we decided to do online um, just for we're still kind of, it feels like the clouds are parting a little bit with COVID, but we're still very much in the thick of of, of the pandemic and, and recovering from it. So this, this offering is an online service and, you know, we have uh, a Facebook page and we have a, a YouTube page. If you look for Lake Forest Church Westlake on both of those platforms, you can find us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited about what the Good Friday service is going to be. It's, it's a somewhat self-directed, uh, contemplative, to use that word again, just reflection on on Christ's journey to the cross, and it yeah. ends there because we don't yeah, quite yeah. want to move that far to Sunday just yet. We want to again create space for people that kind of need to be somber, that need to uh, wrestle, I guess, with the weight of Christ's sacrifice. And it's, yeah, a, it's so a beautiful you... service. So so check it out if you're if that's something that you think might speak to you this particular Holy Week. Well, I, I'll I'll be a little bit sterner. I I would challenge people to to do it right because uh, yeah, I actually think that Good Friday is the best entry point for folks into practicing a kind of Holy Week type of rhythm in their life. If 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 our listeners have never done anything during Holy Week, uh, they're more just kind of Easter Sunday in their own, in their experience. Good Friday is the great first step. Um, I remember I was in this uh, uh, program this. Uh, program in Los Angeles about a decade ago, and and the woman teaching it was Sister Pat. Uh, Sister Sister Pat was a Roman Catholic nun, and uh, she was uh, she was so hip and cool. Sister Pat did uh, taught the entire class from her iPad, and it was the first person I'd ever had do that, and it, she was awesome. Wow! So hip Sister Pat, seventy two, <laughs> teaching from the iPad. But uh, I remember one. One day after class, Sister Pat and I were in a conversation, and and she found out I was a, a you know Protestant pastor, and she just had so many questions, and we had this rich dialogue, mm-hmm. and she said, you know, she said uh, when it comes to Easter, she she said she feels like um, the Protestants really do the best job of celebrating the empty tomb and the resurrection, right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, she, she said she said that's why when you go into Protestant churches, you never see Jesus on the cross because. That mm. he's not there anymore, right? He's he's the, the tomb's empty. He's not on the cross Very anymore. True. Very true, yeah. Uh, but but then she said she often feels like the Protestants miss the significance of Good Friday. 
and the mm. suffering that Jesus went through. And she said, we Roman Catholics are really good at that. Yeah. We're really good. We're really good at the suffering part. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just laughed. And, and then the last thing she said to me was so striking. She said, you know, we really do need each other. Wow. And I just, I just loved that. I, I wish I was still in touch with sister Pat. She was so great. But I, I think that Good Friday without Easter Sunday is is incomplete. Mm. It just is, right? Uh, it's not sufficient to talk only about the cross. We need to also talk about Jesus conquering death and the tomb being yeah. empty. Yeah. It's also not sufficient to just talk about the empty tomb. We've got to talk right. about Jesus suffering and dying to offer healing to the whole world. And so uh, when you can do both, it's just such an awesome, awesome experience. Uh, it's, I might call it three-dimensional worship. It really is yeah. a full three days of Easter. Yeah. Well, friends, I hope you're hearing uh, our heart for Holy Week, and particularly this, this Holy Weekend that's coming up. If you're listening, we encourage you to check out our Good Friday online offering and also come join us uh, in Denver uh, on Easter Sunday as well, but I would agree it's it's as we're in the whole story. This it's kind of this is a little bit of an impromptu episode, but we, you know, it, it really fits well in what we've been doing all year so far as a church. Yeah. We're we're talking today about the whole story of Holy Week, so we're talking about the whole story of the Bible. This is this is this is part of that, right? The Holy Week is the whole story of Easter. Yeah, and uh, yeah. we're excited to share that with you and continue to walk through that with you. Any, any closing thoughts, Aaron, as we wrap up our, our mini sode here today? Well, I just can't wait to see what you and the team have put together for Good Friday uh, for our listeners. I actually wasn't a part of that this year. That was all uh, Nathan, our creative team. And so um, my family, my, my, uh, my sister-in-law, my niece are coming in town. And so, and my son's going to be home from college. So Friday evening, we've already planned it. We're, we're going to take out a candle uh, we're going to sit in the living room together as a family and we're going to light the candle and we're going to um, watch and pray through that Good Friday service. I, I nice. can't wait to see what y'all put together. Oh, it'll be great. The team did a wonderful job. It's going to be a, a special time. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, friends, that's all we have for this week's show. We hope you continue to join us here each week on the podcast and you'll come and join us and listen to the sermons that we discuss on that show. Until then, goodbye.